0: A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Welcome to the Master of None podcast, where I interview incredible entrepreneurs who have achieved success by embracing their multi-passionate selves and using their neurodivergence as a tool to grow their business. I'm your host, Cheryl Woodhouse, and I'm here today with Sarah, who's going to share more about how they got started, their biggest decisions that led them to success, and what they want to share with other neurodiverse entrepreneurs coming up behind them. Sarah is a creative copywriter and brand photographer for small creative businesses. She mostly writes for other photographers, especially wedding photographers, and takes pictures of feisty female business owners in BC, Canada, which is where I'm from, too, which is really cool. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. Um. Why don't we get started? Because that those are a couple of different things that you're doing at the same time. So tell us mm. a little bit about your business. You're a creative copywriter and a brand photographer, right? I am.
1: Yes. So um, I started. I started off with photography um, a few years back. Back in 2012. Um, or actually I should probably go back a little bit further I was a writer first I've always been a writer Um, but when I joined the ambulance service many many years ago because I didn't know what else to do with my life um, writing kind of disappeared it went it went away for a little while I I, I call it my 10-year writer's block is what I call it Um, but during that time I needed something creative to do and I I came to photography that's like there's a there's a a whole long like convoluted story about how I became a photographer but um yeah I I started doing photography just as a hobby until I had some people ask me if I wanted to photograph their wedding at which point I said oh no I can't do that too much responsibility um but actually they kind of badgered me into it They, they they beat me down and I eventually agreed um shot their wedding and fell in love with it Um, So I started doing that part time alongside being a paramedic. And then uh, I guess being a photographer and writing blog posts and stuff for the photography business, the writing started to come back again. So I somehow ended up doing a writing degree. Um, I started doing a part time writing degree and all still while being a paramedic. And then we decided to move to Canada and I I saw that as my opportunity to dump the paramedic stuff because I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, And I thought, well, I'll just be a photographer and maybe occasionally write. And when I got to Canada, it it didn't work out that way. I became a writer and sometimes a photographer on the side. So it kind of all switched around. I did pivoting before pivoting was cool is what I always say to people. So,
0: (laughs) but yeah, that's that's kind of how it all came about, really. I love that story. And it's really, it's such a common story for us neurodivergent entrepreneurs. It's like, I was doing this one thing and then I started this other thing on the side and that became everything. And then that turned into another thing, which somehow took everything over. I wonder what your next thing is going to be. Cause that'll be cool. I have
1: no idea. Yeah, exactly. I just like, I like following the path and seeing where it takes me. I always say about everything that I do, oh, that kind of happened by accident. And 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 that I always go with my gut. So yeah, that's that's, we'll see what happens. It's like we know when people ask you that question or where do you see yourself five years from now. I I hate that question because I have no clue. I really don't know.
0: (laughs) Yes, the time blindness kicks in really hard there, and you're like, I don't know. I could be in space. I could (laughs) I could be exactly a photographer. I could be all sorts of things. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So tell us a little bit about your business now. So you are primarily a writer and also a photographer. How do you balance those two things? Where does the bulk of your profit come from? All that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, you said that I would know the answers to these questions, but I don't really. <laughs> so how do I balance these things? I uh, it's 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 uh, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to balance them. Um, I have become very proficient at spreadsheets um weirdly uh i hated spreadsheets up until about a year ago and now all of a sudden i've become a spreadsheet nerd so that's fine um yeah it's i i i kind of i i wing it i'm not gonna lie i wing i wing it this is what i do so um i am trying to start to come you know, figure out systems for these things. But it's because the writing is like the the majority of the work. It's that's that's the main thing that I kind of schedule. And then everything fits in around it, really. So, yeah, but um, I'm totally forgot your other question.
0: I was just asking about your revenue, like is one of those Uh, more profitable than the other how do you balance that part
1: it is yeah the majority of it is the from the copywriting side of things so um that is that's my main focus and I kind of sort of see anything that I earn for the photography is a bit like seed money really that kind of pays the 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 nice little things on the side that I'm not really thinking about I the the main reason I started my photography business was to pay for more camera equipment so if it keeps paying for my camera equipment then that's fine that's all good (laughs)
0: Okay. As someone who is currently in the amateur, but I need more camera equipment phase of my photography journey, I can completely understand You know how expensive a hobby it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There's this lens I keep looking at. I'm like, how can I make a thousand dollars right now just to justify (laughs) spending that much on a lens? Absolutely. Okay. So we've talked a bit about your business. Let's talk a little bit about the other factor here that everyone's curious about. Mm. Um, ADHD. Do you have yep. a diagnosis? Are you self-diagnosed? What's that journey been like for you?
1: Um, so I don't have a diagnosis. I am very much in the early stages of thinking that I might have ADHD. I, I feel like it's, so it's a, a little bit of a, a story. I, last year, sort of in the summer of last year, I had two friends, one here in Canada, one back in the UK, and I would hear stories from either each of them they were both going through getting a diagnosis for ADHD at at the same time and they were literally saying things to me and I was like oh that person said that oh this person said that and I I said I said to them both you need to talk to each other you clearly need to connect with each other they got they we I connected them it turned out they had lots of very similar experiences it was all very nice but as I was hearing them talking I was sitting there going hmm I do that I thought that was a normal thing. Wait, what? What? That's an ADHD thing, you know? They kept telling me stuff, and I'm going, really? Is that is that an ADHD thing? This is this is so. I started to explore it a little bit more. I read a book called The Neurodivergent Mind, um, which kind of opened up a lot of. I had lots of aha moments, like, oh, okay. So looking back to my childhood, just thinking, there's a lot of stuff here that I. I did not, I yeah, it it, it it was just like a, just like little sparks and things going off really. I was I was just starting to get a bit of a realization. And I ended up talking to um, a therapist who specializes in ADHD um, and just about what was going on. And she kind of said to me then, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of people who are neuro- neurodivergent tend to surround themselves with similar people. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that is in your uh in your makeup there and yeah so I'm just kind of going through the process of exploring that really at the moment I'm, I've got other health stuff going on as well so I'm trying to deal with like physical stuff and i yeah it's like too much for me to try and do it all at the same time so it's uh yeah but I there's stuff that I, I keep hearing every day now and I'm like oh that explains so much. that's why I do that this is why I do this so it's uh yeah it's big, I've been a big learning curve recently
0: That's awesome. I'm curious which parts of that for you do you think made you successful? Like looking at those traits that you're recognizing in yourself now, which parts Mm -hmm. of those make you think if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be where I am.
1: Oh gosh. I think, do you know, I think it's probably a lot of it is the ideas and the wanting to explore everything and just see what happens. Um, I do feel like if I if that wasn't a thing that I did, I would probably just stick with the, um, the you know the 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 single track career in the ambulance data service, and I would probably still be there. Um, I feel like that's the thing that helped me to start exploring and seeing what else was out there, and and, f- and following, just following everything and seeing what kind of stuck. The, what were the things that I love to do, really? So yeah, I feel like it's 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 helped me be. be more adventurous and yeah, just explore everything.
0: Yes, the rabbit holes and what's yes. my business going to be this year and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah. That's amazing. Um, if you could look back on this whole journey, do you think there were any pivotal moments or decisions that you made that led you to the success you have now?
1: Oh my gosh, that is a very good question. I feel like I could have prepared something for that. Um, (laughs) um, Pivotal moments. I just, I feel like uh, it's really hard to say because I feel like there've been so many and I just, something happens and I go, oh, okay, let's follow this and see what happens. It feels like every opportunity that gets thrown my way is a pivotal moment. So because you know, I could either fo- I could either follow that moment, or I could go. No, nope, I'm going to leave that one. Thank you, and carry on the way I'm going. And uh, yeah, that's I, that's I'm i I'm just
0: I'm trying to explore that in my head a little bit, and it's um. Well, I think you're articulating it well that there's been so many pivotal <laughs> moments, and and you tend to follow the pivots. I wonder if it's worth talking about. Um, something I've noticed in myself and other neurodivergent peoples we tend to see those kind of moments as signs like something will present itself and it's a sign I should do Mm. that this is a sign that I should be pursuing that has that been part of your experience
1: I can't say I've outwardly looked at things like that I, I feel like a lot of it is um I'm. I just. I very much go on instinct. So if it feels right, then I'm going to follow it. Um, and as I say, oh, that's that's why I always say to people, "Oh yeah, you know, I became a paramedic by accident. I did this by accident because because it was just a. This is this. Okay, this is what's been presented to you. Do you really want to go with this? Oh, okay, sure. Well, we'll go and see what that's like. I I feel like maybe there were signs, but I don't think I was necessarily looking at them like that. I was just. It was more of a curiosity and let's see what happens really. Um, Because I feel like if I start thinking about them like signs, I feel like I'm going to be constantly looking for them. Um, Does that make sense? I don't know if that does. but
0: It does. But it also kind of brings me to realize maybe the the decision that you made in that pivotal moment was just the decision to trust your instincts and to Mm. follow your instincts into the next thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've always gone with gut instinct. Or um, I had a conversation with a, a lady once talking about um, following your heart. She thinks it's rather than it being gut, it's your, it's actually your heart that leads you. So it's really fascinating, and actually, I, I feel like it's connected. I feel like it's all connected. It's just kind of listening to what your body's telling you. Does something feel right? And um, if it doesn't feel right I mean I know if things don't feel right with me I know my heart tells me it doesn't feel right because it gets all um it starts beating quickly makes me feel anxious and I get like stomach pains and, and all of these things so I feel like I I just leave I leave things up to something else that I you know that doesn't have any um uh conscious control I let I let my body tell me what's going on um yeah I, that's I, that's a complete ramble I don't know where I was going with that but <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good. You are helping us understand your your decision making, so to speak, when you're following kind of, your instincts yes. and how those mm. things show up for you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um if you could share something with other people who are trying to build a business and maybe they're considering a pivot or considering mm. following some instinctual path like what you've done, what would you tell them? Oh, oh
1: you are hitting me with all the good questions. <laughs>
0: um i
1: a lot of the, the thing i would always say to people is give yourself some time to 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 think about things to feel things um and to listen to listen to what's going on inside of you i i tend to find um these things don't the, these opportunities and pivots don't not don't outwardly present themselves to me it's not like there is a big flashing neon sign that says hey I'm over here you know come and come and see me it tends to be something that's really it's quiet and under the surface that happens and it's only when I'm not focusing on it that I start to realize ha, huh, okay I, th- I think this is the way I need to go it's, it's almost like I have to give myself time to like digest and understand and and feel if this is the right way to go um, and I'm very much about being led by how you feel if you know if, if something doesn't feel right then that for me is the biggest red flag in the world and i, I will turn and run for the hills so um, if something feels right or even if it's not doesn't feel 100 right but you feel curious about it then yeah why not why not go ahead and try and see what I, I i'm always of the opinion that if you if you try something it doesn't mean you have to stick with it which is probably like the ultimate neurodivergent thought really isn't it you know <laughs> Nothing, nothing is permanent. It's not like set in stone that you have to be doing this thing until the end of time. If you don't enjoy doing it, you can move on and find something else. So yeah.
0: Yes, that is so much that I teach people to pick a niche and like deep dive into it for six months, get a bunch of clients and then move on specifically mm. to a new niche. And that, that's the reason like so many people get caught up in picking the thing they're going to be when they grow yeah. up. Like we were talked mm. to his kids and like one permanent forever thing. Yeah, but It's so much more organic than that. It really is.
1: It is. And I think that kind of also then ties into the whole like looking for perfection as well. You know, if it's, you're trying to make everything absolutely perfect before you do a thing or um you know you're you're trying to aim for the 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 best you can absolutely be the most because I mean I don't believe there's ever a best you can absolutely be because if you get to that point then then what else is there so um yeah I think it's it's all just about fun and exploring and enjoying
0: life while we've got it right so yeah absolutely I love that okay (laughs) um this has been really great as usual i try and keep these to 15 20 minutes because it helps people actually listen to the whole thing you are very good people people want to learn more from you they want to read some of your copy or maybe even work with you or just see what you're up to where can they follow you and find out more about you
1: oh sure yeah um so the everything that i do pretty much is on my website which is sarahwaite.com that's uh sarah with an h w a y t e.com uh awkward name i don't know why i stuck with that but hey um and my uh i'm mostly on instagram sarah weight creative is my instagram handle uh that's also where you can find me on facebook and i also i do some like personal writing i write a lot about my experiences as a paramedic uh on medium which you can find under sarah weight as well so yeah those are my those are my things
0: I love it. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to link to all of those down below for anybody who wants to find you and um, read all of your awesome work. Um, For everyone who's listening, I upload a new episode like this every Thursday. Patrons get them on Tuesdays, a couple of days early if you want the advance notice. And we sometimes have discussions about the new episodes when they come out in our Facebook group, which will also be linked uh, below in the description. So if you have any questions for Sarah please pop over there and join us. We'd love to have you. This has been Master of None. Mm